This week on Writers Inc. So when I was starting out with uh, building Story Origin, I talked to other authors like, hey, you know, what what sort of problems are you having? And I learned about all these various tools that they were using for different things, whether it's group promotions, newsletter swaps, review copies, universal book links, uh, all these, uh, you know, the list goes on. Um, and, and I was like, okay, so you're managing this between like three different spreadsheets and then five different logins. And then it's like uh, all this confusing jumble. So like, I'm going to build a place that just manages it all for you in one spot. Whether you are traditionally published or indie, writing a good book is only the first step in becoming a successful author. The days of just turning a manuscript into your editor and walking away are gone. If you want to succeed in today's publishing world, you need to understand every aspect of the business. Editing, formatting, marketing, contracts. It all starts with a good book. Then the real work begins. Join international best-selling author J.D. Barker and indie powerhouse Jay Thorne as they gain unique insight and valuable advice from the most prolific and accomplished authors in the business. The publishing world is changing, adapting. Do you have what it takes to become a full-time writer? If you're willing to do the work, we'll give you the tools. Get your notepad out. School's in session. This is Writer's In. JD, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. I uh, just finished up the Career Author Summit, which we had to go virtual this past weekend, so I'm still recovering. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm getting a lot of that. Um, you know, Thriller Fest. We were supposed to record an interview to replace you know, my my actual appearance there, um, and the the person who was coordinating that via Zoom kind of flaked out on us. So I just got to you know, me and the interviewer just talked for like a half hour, which was fun too. Yeah. But like, we're like, should we hit record and just give it to him? We're like, neither of us know how long this thing's supposed to be or, or anything. <laughs> so we we just kind of chatted, and um, that got rescheduled. I'm getting emails now from conferences that were supposed to take place this year that got pushed off till next year, and now next year they're considering going to you know, like something virtual, like instead of a, a full-on conference. Um, and I, I, apparently, there, you know, a lot of these people are running into a lot of problems because, you know, the hotel space is obviously very expensive. And, you know, if, if social distancing is still a thing, you know, a year from now or a year and a half from now, then, you know, how do you take a, a room and, and force people to sit, you know, six or seven apart or whatever? Um, you know, so it limits the amount of people they can have in attendance. And like all these, these open variables right now are, are scary, you know, if yeah. you're writing a big check. Um, so I'm really curious to see how, you know, like I think this recovery is going to get further and further off, you know, in, in every industry, but you know, this in particular. Um, yeah. I mean, we were, uh, we had dates booked for the career author summit for next year in May, and we're probably going to push that to the fall just because a year from now, like I, hopefully it'll be different. Hopefully there'll be a vaccine or a treatment, but if there's not, we could be in the same situation. So uh, I'm seeing that too. Like even events that were earlier in 2021 are being pushed back to later in the year. Um, right. So yeah, I, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. So, and I, I just saw that uh, CBS is remaking the stand. Oh um, really? Which I, <laughs> yeah. Which I guess is, I, I, I don't know if they're just going to, it's, it's going to be like a reality TV show this go around. I'm not quite sure how they're going to handle it, but um, yeah, they're redoing it. The only cast member I saw um, in the list was Whoopi Goldberg. She's playing somebody. Okay. Um, I, I didn't see anybody else mentioned yet, but um, yeah, that, that should be interesting. Yeah. You, you have to wonder like how many times can these <laughs> properties go through a, a reboot? I'm curious if there's a list out there of stuff that's not optioned or in production at this point of, of Kings. Like, does he have anything that hasn't been made yet? Um, Multiple times. Know, yeah. I mean, it, it, there's, you know, maybe a laundry list or something that he's got sitting in a desk drawer somewhere that he hasn't, has an option at this point. I, I know if you're a student, you can option his, um, his short stories for a dollar. 
Um, he, he does that for student filmmakers. So he's really you know friendly there when it comes to that kind of. Oh, thing. that's neat. I didn't know um, that. Yeah, um, but you know, yeah, some of these big movies. I mean, as far as I know, every one of his books right now they're under some type of option, which is which is crazy. I think that cash is tight and studios are looking for sure bets. And I think you don't, I mean, not, not that there's a guarantee, but you don't get any better chance than with the Stephen King. So that's probably why they're chasing those properties. Yeah. Well, I I just watched an interview that he did with um, John Grisham. Well, not really an interview. It was a zoom thing with, with John Grisham and Stephen King. And the two of them were just kind of talking to each other. Um, And and he was talking about that a little bit. Um, And he mentioned how he's actually adjusting his own writing. I guess he's working on a book right now and it's about an assassin. And he's got a particular scene where he needed some characters um, in, in the story. I guess he already wrote it, but they go off on a cruise. Um, he's like, I, I can't go on a cruise anymore. So he just, he pushed his timeline back. So I guess it takes place in like 2018 or something now just to, to get it done. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm curious. I mean, it's, it's really tricky to try and figure out how to, how to do that. Like the book I'm writing right now, um, it takes place, you know, earlier. Like right now, I just wrote a section in 1976. And right now I'm, I'm heading into the 80s, but pretty much the entire book other than the ending takes place in the past, you know, so I'll be okay there. But, um, you know, who, who knows? I mean, like even Disney world is closed right now. So there's yeah. no telling what, what this place is going to look like in a, in a couple more years. Yep. Crazy stuff on the horizon. <laughs> sure. So who do we have on the docket for today? So today we have Evan Gow from story origins. Have you, uh, do you know anything about story origins? I, I do. Um, I, I actually heard Evan on a, on a couple different podcasts, um, and I really wanted to get him on here because it, it seems like he's he's putting together a really cool tool for for authors, particularly indies. Um, and he's he's got a computer programming background. He's also very good at creating the visual aspect of it, um, and and he's a you know an aspiring author too. So he's he's got all those different pieces of the puzzle. So I think all of that that helps. Um, and I, I toyed around a little bit on Story Origin, and I watched some of the tutorials, and it, it seems like he's he's creating a very versatile platform. Yeah, it's it's uh, he's pulling a lot of different things from different places and putting them under one roof. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm really excited to talk to him because uh, I've just glossed over it. I haven't looked too closely at Story Origin, but uh, I've also heard him on the podcast, and it sounds like there's a lot of potential here. So I think this is going to be a good chat. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so should we get into it? Let's go. So Evan, tell me about Story Origin. This is this is making big news in in the uh, publishing circles. Yeah. So uh, Story Origin is a marketing tool slash community for authors to work together to find reviewers, build their mailing list, increase sales. And the way that that works is through authors uh, cross promoting each other's work, uh, generally through their newsletters. Yeah, and. Uh... I know that you you kind of started this as a passion project, I think, in, in school or shortly thereafter, right? And you you kind of kept going with it? So I so I sort of got the, uh, I was inspired to pursue entrepreneurship full time through a program that I participated back in college. And then I worked for a few years and then uh, I decided, hey, it's time to, you know, pursue uh, entrepreneurship full time. And that's when I dove in with Story Origin. Ah, okay. Okay. So, yeah. So was this something you were thinking about um, when you went to work full time and then came back to it or were Story Origin sort of a brand new idea? Story Origin was a, a sort of brand new idea. So I, I was thinking about Story Origin and what I wanted to build for about a year before I left my, uh, my job. But I'd, I'd been so, so this didn't come from that program that I was in back in college, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. And, uh, as you were developing this idea, 
I'm sure with the the entrepreneurial spirit, you could have chosen any industry, any niche, any kind of service. Uh, why publishing? Why you know independent authors? Uh, how did you land there? Yeah, so uh, I used to write short stories back in high school, so I've always really been interested in writing. I it's still on my to do list to actually you know write a full novel at some point. But and uh, and I was actually getting back into that when I. Uh, left my previous role to start Story Origin. And then Story Origin just quickly took up 100% of my time as authors were getting on board and, and things started to take off. So uh, <laughs> it's really sort of, sort of that interest for both like technology and writing. Yeah, yeah, excellent. And uh, we're we're gonna get into the into the details of story origin. I have my dashboard open. We're gonna we're gonna talk about a few of those things. Uh, can you talk about where you are with uh, the launch? Because I know it's technically yeah. still in beta as we talk. So and and you had a very uh, a very altruistic and and kind way of talking about your beta program, which is so different than the way I've heard other beta programs run. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so Story Origin right now is in an open beta, which means it's completely free to use all of the all of the various features on Story Origin. I'm sure we'll jump into those, um, but yeah, so completely free to use right now. Uh, and uh, beta here just means that I haven't quite figured out what the pricing model is going to be yet. Uh, it, you know, a lot of times people associate like beta meaning crappy software, but this has <laughs> been used by thousands of authors already. It's definitely battle tested. So, uh, so yeah, it's sort of why I'm figuring out the pricing model. For example, like when I launched Story Origin, the only thing that you could do was create a reader magnet and like have a landing page. So if I had built a pricing model based off one feature, it wouldn't have made any sense because uh, I've released like 20 different features since then. Uh, so I really wanted to just have a, like a maniacal focus on building the best possible platform uh, and then figure out the pricing later just and I'm in a fortunate situation where I can sort of do that. So so yeah, that's how I, I think about pricing. And uh, the goal with the beta is or the way that'll work is like eventually the beta signups will close and then people will have to start paying after that. But if you sign up now during the beta period, you'll continue to get it free for even several months after that. Uh, that way, like if you're like, oh, this price doesn't work for me, I want to find a different set of tools, like you can migrate away from Story Origin if you want to. I obviously don't want you to do that. <laughs> like I would, I'm trying to build like the best thing out there uh, and I think it is. Uh, but you know, if, if you, if it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work for you. And I want that, uh, I don't want you to feel like locked in or something like that. Yeah. Love that approach. Excellent. Uh, let's, for listeners who may not be as familiar with some of our, of our terminology, why don't we start by taking a, a little higher altitude look at, uh, what is a mailing list and what is the, the function it serves for an author? Yeah. So a mailing list, uh, you know, it's one of the most important tools in an author's sort of marketing toolbox, right? Because it's really for most authors, the only direct line of communication that they have to their readers. You can build up a following on various platforms, right? Between Facebook, Amazon, BookBub, wherever you can build up followings there. Uh, and they'll sometimes notify those readers that follow you if you've had a new release, but a lot of times they won't. Uh, and a lot of times like, you know, if you're posting something on Facebook, only two to 3% of the people that actually are, quote, your fans actually ever see those posts. Uh, with an email list, you have direct contact with your readers. So 
uh, they're going to be able to see, you know, that message and you sort of control the channel. So you get to uh, determine how frequently you want to reach out to them or what, what you want to update them about. Maybe you're looking to build reviews, not just like tell them about a new release. So you want to find people for your review team, et cetera. Uh, so yeah, so email marketing and, and having an email list is incredibly important to uh, building relationships with your readers and, uh, and, and doing a lot of different things. Yeah, I would imagine if you're not too familiar with the, with the space, you might think email in 2020, like, is that really how people are communicating with their audience? And like, <laughs> yeah, we still see it. It's, it's fundamental, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so cool. So now we know what an email list is. So let's talk a little bit about... Um, the core competency or like the, the really big value prop, I think, for Story Origin is this ability to have authors connect with each other and, and doing what, are, what is called a list swap. So can you explain what a list swap is and why an author might want to consider that approach? Yeah. So a list swap, uh, sometimes called a newsletter swap or just swapping, recommend, uh, swapping mentions. Uh, essentially what this is, is um, it's where I... Uh, agree to promote one of your books in one of my next newsletters and you agree to promote one of my books in your next newsletters. So let's say I'm a sci-fi author with a thousand uh, uh, readers subscribed to my mailing list. You're a sci-fi author with, you know, let's say 800 subscribed to your mailing list. I'll agree to mention your book in my next newsletter. And so you'll, you'll, some of my audience will see your book and some of my, uh, some of your audience will see my book. And uh, yeah, so this, is a way to essentially multiply your reach because now you're not only reaching out to your audience, you're also getting the reach of all of these other authors that will uh, mention you in their newsletters. And just one important thing to clarify there, I think a lot of times authors who are not familiar with this process think, oh, like, do we give each other yes. each other's email lists? And then like, I add your subscribers to my email list. And then I said, like, that would be illegal. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> all you're doing here is you're agreeing to swap mentions of each other. So I still control completely control my email addresses. I don't I don't share those with you or anything. I'm just agreeing to mention your book in one of my newsletters. Yes, excellent. The uh, one of the things that's so attractive to me ab about this, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to get into my dashboard and start playing around here. Um, Let's play devil's advocate. Uh, you know, yeah. why can't I just why can't I just email authors I know and ask to do a list swap? What are some of the problems that Story Origin solves by having a, a framework or a system in place versus just a a natural one to one communication? Yeah, sure. I mean, you you can certainly do that, and a lot of authors do just you know set up newsletter swaps with uh, with other authors that they know. Uh, one thing is you're just going to run out of a pool of authors to cross promote with very, very quickly. Uh, Story Origin has thousands of authors, so you can find uh, other, uh, plenty of other authors in your genre to, to run those cross promotions with. Uh, and then two is like, it's just an administrative burden of like keeping track of that stuff in an Excel spreadsheet or notes app or something like that. Story Origin collects all that information that you need to include in your next newsletter in one like place. So you just see, okay, here's the links that I need to include. And this is the date of the campaign that I said it was going to be in. I'm just going to drop all those in. So it's super, super easy. Uh, like, and then the other, uh, the other thing is just that uh, if you find other authors to run cross promotions with through like Facebook groups and you guys are using Google Forms and stuff like that, 
there's not much of a um, reputation to uphold there. Like there's no transparency to uh, to, to those swaps. With Story Origin, th there's a lot of transparency. So when you go to request a newsletter swap with someone on Story Origin, you can actually click to see uh, on their their mailing list uh, what their list size, open rate, and click rate is. And if they've integrated that with a uh, email service provider, then uh, those stats will be get a little verified check mark that hey, like MailerLite and Mailchimp, like these came directly from them. So those those stats are. Uh, are for sure legitimate. Uh, and then the other thing is when you click on their list on Story Origin, you can see past swaps that they've run with other authors. So you can see how many clicks they were actually sending to other swaps. So like, does this person actually generally uphold their end of their bargain? Uh, is this a person that I actually want to swap with? So you have like a reputation there. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I love the transparency, the integrity that it fosters because like you said, if you're just reaching out, and that's fine, you can still do that. But if you're reaching out to other authors, you don't even know. I mean, well, I guess if you're on their list, you would know, but you don't have any real way of knowing who they sent it to, when they sent it, what they sent. Um, and, and and they might, you know, they if they're an internet scammer, maybe they have 10,000 people on a list and they have 100 opens. And like, that's probably not going to help you either. Right. Yeah. Yes. Does the, uh, this is a bit of a technical question, but you mentioned sort of tying into uh, email providers. Uh, is that also how the leads are generated? So if I do a list swap and I have a landing page, is that integrated with my mail service so those people automatically get added to my list? Yeah, so there are various features on Story Origin that we can talk about. So there's like reader magnets and universal book links and review copies and audio promo codes and stuff like this. Um, but the feature that you're looking for is called a reader magnet. So a reader magnet, uh, it, for those of your listeners who aren't familiar with that term, is generally a short story somewhere between 10 and 20,000 words uh, that you typically write as a prequel to uh, your first book or your series. It doesn't have to be that. That's just what most authors use. Um, and uh, you give that away for free when someone signs up to your mailing list. So on Story Origin, you can essentially upload that file and create a landing page for it. Uh, and then people who come to that link on Story Origin can sign up, get added to your email list. And if you integrate it with one of your email service with your email service provider, that contact info gets sent directly to MailChimp or MailerLite or whatever. Um, if you don't integrate your email service provider, you can always just download your list of signups from Story Origin as a CSV and import it into whatever email service provider you're using. Um, but yeah, essentially, yeah, you can tie in those reader magnets. Uh, on story origin with uh, your email service provider. Yeah, fantastic. That that's what I thought was the case. Uh, yeah. you, you have um, uh, it, it seems as though story origin is um, an umbrella or an all-encompassing platform for all of your promotions that deal mostly with uh, other authors, swaps, that kind of thing. Yeah, you, um, is is that an accurate representation? Yeah, so story origin, yeah, there are two types of cross promotions that we've talked about so or or that exist on story origin. So we've talked about those newsletter swaps, but also you can run group promotions on story origin, which is where it's essentially you and a group of authors, so not just a direct one-to-one, -one, you and a group of authors create a landing page that has all of your books and then everyone in that group promotes that single landing page. Um, so, so yeah, those are the two most common types of cross promotions that authors run and you can do both those on story origin. 
Story Origin provides you all of the things that you want. You like so those are the types of cross promotions, and then there are goals, right? It's whether you want to increase sales, find reviewers, build your mailing list. Uh, there are various features that support those goals with those different types of cross promotions. So yeah, Excellent. but sort of your one-stop shop for email marketing and cross-promotion with other authors. Yeah, I mean, there there are uh, other services that do a wonderful job of doing certain aspects of what is in Story, story Origin, but and I'm, I wouldn't ask you to, to name your competitors, but I, I can't think of another one that does all of this in one dashboard. Right. That's I'm assuming yeah. that's the plan, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so when I was starting out with uh, building Story Origin, I talked to other authors like, Hey, you know, what, what sort of problems are you having? And I learned about all these various tools that they were using for different things, whether it's group promotions, newsletter swaps, review copies, universal book links, uh, all these, uh, you know, the list goes on. Um, and, and I was like, okay, so you're managing this between like three different spreadsheets and then five different logins. And then it's like uh, all this confusing jumble. So like, I'm going to build a place that just manages it all for you in one spot. And it's just very convenient collects all your info that way when you're like putting out your next newsletter it's just like oh boom 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 i've got all this ready to go and i know when my book is being promoted uh, elsewhere and all this stuff yeah well let's talk about review copies let's talk about that yeah. feature for a minute uh a review copy is is uh according to most platforms terms of service you can give a free uh copy of a book <clears throat> Uh, to someone in exchange for an honest review. You got to give them the book ahead of time. Uh, it can't right. be a gift, right? So right. Uh, given that format, does Story Origin work as uh, in that you are giving books to people who are already on your list or can anyone on the Story Origin platform uh, get one of your advanced review copies? So anyone can request a review copy from you and then it's totally up to you. So a lot of other... Um, platforms that sort of like just copies go out to whoever requests them or whatever. Um, Story Origin get, leaves you completely in control of the process as to who gets a review copy. So when someone requests one on Story Origin, they'll be asked to put in their reviewer profile links for wherever they say that they're going to review. So if they say they're going to review it on Goodreads, then they would leave the link to their Goodreads reviewer profile. And then when uh, you get that request, you can check their Goodreads profile and uh, see if they actually read books in the genre that you write in, right? Because sometimes like you might write uh, steamy romance or something and you see that this reviewer has only reviewed cozy romance novels. Well, they might be getting something that they didn't expect and leave you a bad review because they they were expecting uh, something that you weren't offering. Yeah. So you, you might decline that application for a review copy. Uh, and so Story Ordinance leaves you in control of who you have joined your review team uh, on Story Origin. And then you can also see how many reviews, uh, review copies they've been approved for through Story Origin, what percentage uh, completion rate they've had on those. So if they've, you know, said that they were going to leave reviews on uh, Goodreads for eight out of 10 novels and they've actually done that, then... Uh, you would probably approve them because like, hey, they actually do what they say they're going to do. Uh, again, like there's no requirement for them to leave a review. If they get your book through Story Origin and they end up not leaving a review, like that's just is what it is. Um, but uh, yeah, so so uh, Story Origin helps you sort of manage all that process though. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know if this is technically a double-sided market, but are you then... 
are you promoting and, and recruiting just readers in addition to authors or is it one in the same platform? Like I, I, this is a bit of a meta question for for your yeah. business, but I'm curious yeah. just your approach to that. So Story Origin is like really just a cross promotional platform. So I don't maintain my own mailing list or anything for Story Origin. Um, so all the the ways that you would promote your review copies on Story Origin is the exact same way that you would promote your universal book links or your reader magnets. That's through newsletter swaps, group promotions, or just uh, like Facebook ads or promoting those books in your own mailing list using like your Story Origin links and stuff like that. Um, so, so yeah, I don't maintain my own, own mailing list, but if you go on the story origin website, uh, there is like a section for, uh, readers just at the very top where they can click and they can see all the currently running, uh, ebook and audiobook review, copy, uh, group promos. So, uh, there, it, it does make it easy for readers to find review copies on story origin, but like, I'm not curating those lists or anything like You're that. You're not sending traffic promotions. to that page either. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. So, so readers may come to story origin through some other link, you know, maybe they come to a reader magnet and then they like go on to the story origin homepage just, uh, for some reason to see like what else is around. Well, then some of that traffic is going to go to, uh, the currently running review copy group promos, Got it. Uh, but it's not something that I actively send traffic to necessarily. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, I, the fact that you're in beta right now and, and, uh, I mean, it's a finished beta, but it, uh, you, you're still haven't like officially rolled out. Uh, where do you hope Story Origin goes? Like, wh where are you? Where do you want to take this? Like, big picture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still a lot of um, space left. I have a ton of ideas for Story Origin still. Uh, just like there's more to do in audiobooks. There's more to do in like helping authors just work together. Um, you know, like one thing that uh, Story Origin does that you probably wouldn't expect from a cross-promotional marketing tool is uh, like you can also uh, use the goal trackers feature on Story Origin to track what your daily word count is. Oh, and then yeah. Story Origin will create you a graph of like, okay, here's your progress to date. And then here's what the word count is that you need to hit every day from here on out to actually hit your goal by uh, whatever date you set. Uh, so Story Origin is sort of this platform that, uh, you know, is for running every sort of aspect of your author business from marketing to motivation. Uh, this is probably a question you get a lot or will get a lot. Uh, do you have any plans for any type of sales dashboard integrations? Um, I probably, that's, that's one of those features where, you know, I've thought about it. Uh, but in terms of like, using, you know, having some sort of sales dashboard that uh, pulls data from uh, from retailers or something like this, I'm generally less likely to go that sort of direction just because you've seen Amazon has uh, drastically improved their reporting dashboard over the past couple of years. Uh, and so those kinds of features aren't really sustainable in the long term just because they will improve their game and it makes you know, a feature like that on story origin, less valuable over time. So the way that I sort of think about features is like, what is, what are unique things that I can do that? Like, you know, they're not going to degrade, uh, with time as like, uh, you know, just the, the natural sort of other dashboards that you have to use are getting better. Yeah. Yeah. What about, uh, in the area of collaboration? I mean, I think story origin itself is a very collaborative 
tool and platform. Are you thinking about any type of tools that would help facilitate creative collaborations between authors? So, so something like that would uh, probably, probably not, not be on story origin, but it's something that you might find other authors for creative collaborations through story origin, right? Because if I've run a newsletter swap with you and we're both like sci-fi authors or something, or we're both romance authors and uh, we like just really sort of uh, get to know one each one another through like those cross promotions. And we just see that, Oh, this person's like really upstanding. They actually do what they say they're going to do when they're going to like send out a newsletter uh, and mention my book. This person knows what they're doing. I would love to collaborate with this person. I'm going to shoot them an email, right? So Story Origin has enabled a lot of connections between other authors uh, on Story Origin, and those relationships like continue to exist outside of uh, the platform itself. Great, great. Um, we are uh, as a recording. There's the free beta is still open. We're going to have a link in the show notes for all of you to go and, and sign up, get in there right away while, uh, especially you can try it out for free and there's no risk. Uh, so before we kind of wrap up the conversation today, Evan, uh, I have a, a question for you. There's no right or wrong, but given, uh, your passion for this and, and what you're doing, I think you have a, a unique perspective on the publishing industry. So where do you see the industry in general in say five years from now? Uh, I mean, story origin ruling the world, I guess, is <laughs> what, I, what I would have to say, right? Perfect. <laughs> Every author in the world is logged in, right? Yeah, there we go. All right. That was Evan Gao from Story Origins. Uh, guy's got a lot of energy, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I've got a background in programming myself, and I kind of stopped with uh, PHP. So there's there's a few new languages that have come out since then. But I, I know how difficult it is to create something like this. And you know, if you get if anybody gets a chance, just tool around on the site, and you know, it, it's amazing how how nice and clean everything is, and how well it all works. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I was really kind of just completely taken with the idea of. Uh, an email list swap with accountability. <laughs> I don't know if you've run yeah. into this, you know, but like it's sometimes it's hard to judge who a good list swap partner would be. If you're trying to crossbreed readers, there's a lot of variables there. And I think the level of transparency that Evan's building into this platform is really refreshing. Well, he did the same thing on the reviewer side too. You know, I use NetGalley quite a bit and I, I love NetGalley. Um, but it's, it's very difficult to, you know, to really determine who's reviewed your book and who hasn't and, and just kind of stay on top of that just through their dashboard. And then depending on how you get to NetGalley, it, it can be, um, it can be different. Like if I, one of my traditional publishers, you know, if, if they put out a book then they handle the entire thing. So I'm not even involved in the process. They just send me a link that I'm allowed to share. Um, uh, but I can't see who's looking at the book and who isn't. Um, if I do a, an indie published title, I, I use NetGalley through IBPA. Uh, it's a little bit cheaper. I forget what the, the membership for IBPA is, but it's it's $200 to run a NetGalley promotion for 90 days if, if you're a member, um, which is substantially less than if you were to just go into NetGalley uh, cold and, and try and set one up. Um, but the difference there is they, they give your book out to anybody who wants it. So anybody that requests your book is, is automatically approved and they automatically get a copy. And that that's not necessarily good either. Yeah. Um, you know, so... 
I love the fact that he's got, you know, that, like you just mentioned, the accountability is built in there. You can see exactly who requested your book. You can see what platforms they review on you know, before you even give it to them. Um, and then you can follow up to see whether or not they, they actually reviewed it. The one thing I was really trying to figure out is how he delivers the book to them. And, and I'm not sure if, if you caught that anywhere. I, I watched the tutorial on his site, be, uh, hoping that it would, it would clue me in, but it doesn't. Because uh, NetGalley sends it directly to their Kindle. There, there's no way really around that. Um, you can limit it to that anyway. I mean, you can open it up and allow direct downloads if you want to. But for the most part, the publishers will only send to a Kindle to, to keep the file secure. Because um, if your Mobi file or EPUB file is, is going out to somebody by email, you know, that's one click away from, you know, mass distribution and pirating. So you've got to be very careful with that. And I'm just curious what he's doing on, on that end to protect the, the books. From, from what I can tell, and I haven't, I haven't given one away yet it, through Story Origin, but it seems like it's similar to BookFunnel in that the user gets an option. So they can choose a Mobi, an EPUB, a PDF. But I think all of those include a direct download option. So... You know, I, I think there is a certain level of risk that you, you would have to be comfortable with because, like you said, if you have a Mobi file, you can pretty much do anything you want with it, uh, with that text and that and that file. Um, and other than sending it directly to a device, there's there's no way around it. So, haven't tried it yet, uh, and I don't know. Like I know with BookFunnel, you can watermark, and there are certain uh, accounts that you can link. So you know, you can make sure the the person you email it to is the only person who can open it. Um, I'm sure Evan has something like that, but I haven't played around with it to figure it out. Yeah, yet. if he doesn't, I mean, he's definitely got the know-how to build something like that in, and, yeah. and I'd love to see it um, because I, the idea of a, an alternative to NetGalley, I think, is huge. Um, I, I like the the uh, list sharing option as well, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how that you know. It, how do you keep that from turning into something spammy? You know, like yes. I don't want to get a newsletter from somebody with 20 different book links in it. Yeah, you know, I, I get BookBub every day. That's a, I, and I used to get like 15 or 20 different BookBubs, you know, like all the different platforms. And I kind of whittled it down to just BookBub and like two or three other ones that I actually look at. But, you know, that, that that's another consideration. And, and you know, looking at the size of the list, you know, some of them are very small, you yeah. know, so who, who are you really going to do a swap with? Like, it, you know, what, it, it needs to be worthwhile, you know, to, to put that out there. But again, again I mean, it's a great platform. It, it's very young. Um, so there's no telling where it's going to go. Yeah, agreed. I think there's there's a lot of potential there. I had some of the same questions that you did. I, I looked at in a few different genre categories and saw that, you know, the list size is varied from from a few dozen to maybe a thousand or two. So there aren't any heavy hitters in there yet. And I wonder too if the list swap varies by genre. So I know, for example, when romance authors do list swaps, because romance readers are so voracious that they want to get nine or ten links in in, in the email and uh, fill up their Kindle. I know for my, like when I do post-apoc and dystopian genres, I'm doing a one for one with another author. I'm like, I'll, I'll send, you know, your book, you send my book. And that's the only link in the email. So I think um, over time, hopefully that'll evolve uh, because I, I agree with you. I, like if I get an email from an author with nine links in it, I might click the first one, but I'm probably not going to click all nine. Well, they may not even all come through. One of the things that my wife pointed out back when I was doing BookBub advertising is on Gmail. Gmail actually cuts off yes. the BookBub email. Um, so you don't see the bottom of it unless you you scroll through or you click to expand it. Um, you know, so a lot of those links may not even may not even come through. But yeah, yeah. And I'm still I'm real curious to see where it goes. Yeah. And I think, too, Evan strikes me as the kind of guy who's very entrepreneurial and flexible. And I have a feeling that once he gets authors in there, I mean, it's still technically in beta. And I think right. once he gets authors in there and gets that established, maybe six, nine, 12 months out. I think things are going to emerge for him and he's going to see places where he can serve the author community that he's not even seeing yet. 
yeah, this, this honestly, if I put on my finance hat, this feels like one of those sites that's going to, you know, he's going to perfect it or get it close. And then somebody like NetGalley is going to come in and just buy it up and, yeah. and, and, and take it out of the game and just implement the same features or, or absorb them. Yeah. Cause he's got a lot of really cool stuff in there. And, uh, and, and when you're talking about the external side of your business, you know, the, the reviews and, and connecting with other authors, it seems like everything's all in one place for you. So, uh, it, it has a lot of potential. I think, um, it's something to keep an eye on. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. So, uh, next week, who do we got? Oh, we have Jim Blatch yes. um, from self self publishing formula. Um, I, I'm really curious to hear what he has to say on a podcast away from, from that. Um, <laughs> away know, from without, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Without Mark over his shoulder listening in, um, you know, he, he may hold up a help me sign for all we know. Um, but I, I'm really curious to, to hear his thoughts. Cause he, you know, he's, he's been, he's, he's a great host. I mean, that's one of my favorite podcasts. He's a great guy to listen to. He's, he's, he's great at pulling information out of people. I mean, I, I'm a mess when I get on these different podcasts and, and he can keep me at, at least focused on one track and, and get something useful out of me, even, you know, doesn't let me go off into the weeds, <laughs> uh, but but he's also you know, he's an aspiring author himself. He's got a book that's getting close to the finish line. That's um, maybe out real soon. I, I know he's he's getting pretty close to it. Um, so I'm curious to see you know what what he's up to and and what he's been looking at just from an author standpoint. Um, they've got some great tools you know through self publishing formula, but at the same time with you know the, the volume of people that he's spoken to over the last few years, I and mean, he's he's got some strong resources there. Yeah, he, he certainly does. And, and both of those guys, both Mark and James are just great people. You know, like it's, it's so encouraging when you have good people who are um, leading the charge. I mean, you know, Mark's been there for a long time and James been helping, has been helping him build out a lot of their educational materials and supports and conferences. And they're just really good guys. And, uh, and it's always fun to talk to good people. Yeah, I mean, just in general, if you're trying to decipher Facebook advertising or Amazon advertising, uh, the various courses and, and videos that they have out there are, are top notch. Yep, they certainly are. So we'll be looking forward to that conversation with James Blatch from Self Publishing Formula. That is coming next week. Okay. All right. So to our listeners, we appreciate your support. And if you like what you're hearing, please tell a friend or consider leaving us a review on iTunes. Until next time, have a great week of writing. Thanks for listening to this episode of Writers, Inc. Access the show notes and leave a comment at writersincpodcast.com.